Hey, my friend, welcome to the Growth Vault Podcast. Josh here. I'm going to be super, super fast. Now, before I sunset this podcast and reveal all of the epicness that I have waiting for you, because I'm not going anywhere. I'm doubling, tripling, and quadrupling down. It's Joshua 2.0 coming at you. Uh, what I'm going to do is give you a gift. This is a gift to the world. Are you ready? It's called Recession Marketing. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, maybe you didn't hear that I've been doing trainings for a month inside of a Facebook group. It's free. Just look for Recession Marketing. However, the content's going to be pulled out of that group here very shortly. Now, as a gift to the podcast listeners, I'm going to publish the audio of all these trainings back to back to back to back. It's going to give you hours of juiciness, all kinds of things that will make you literally make you money uh, for real. So I haven't done something like this before. I hope you love it. Just remember this. In the show notes for this episode and all the episodes I'm going to publish, there's a link where you can actually watch the videos of this. Some of the content won't make as much sense because it's a video training and I show examples sometimes and I have doodles and things like that. So if you're confused on one, just click the link in the description. You can watch the video version of it. And also, don't forget to go to Watch Josh Pitch. Dot com. It'll make sense when you listen to some of these trainings where I'm going to break down how I put together a sales pitch for a program that's going to make a million dollars virtually instantly. So it'll all make sense as you after you go through all this content. Uh, listen to it while you can. You're not going to regret it. It's a big deal. Love you. Let's get started. Hey, my friend. Welcome to Recession Marketing. I'm joined by my high school sweetheart, Ashley Latimer. How you doing, Ash? I am doing great and I'm so excited. She is our chief fire starter, party starter, motivational officer. And plus, she's going to be with me during these lessons to make sure I don't skip notes. I have papers everywhere. I prepared for over a month every single day to bring you things that will make you a ton of money and to keep it super tactical and to the point. So I'm going to dive right in. Now, when I am teaching these uh, sections, Ashley's going to disappear. You want to see a magic trick? Here we go. Ready? <gasps> Oh, where'd he go? Bam. There she goes. Okay, I clicked the wrong button. There we go. You're going to disappear, uh, but that's okay. You can still hear her. And Ashley, feel free to interrupt me so that we can serve everybody at the highest level. You ready? One, two, three. This is called joint venture riches. Think about this. Every high achiever did not do it by themselves. Now, if you haven't made at least a couple hundred thousand dollars in personal income, I'm not talking about revenue, but until you've made... I would, I would say at least a couple hundred thousand. There's a good chance you still operate with a lone wolf mentality. Super common in small business. It's not bad. It's just something you need to evolve out of, right? It's, it's about going from this level to this level to this level. And strategic partnerships, joint ventures, and just having really strong relationships is like one of the key things that needs to happen for you to explode and have geometric exponential results in your business. So I don't care if you have home service, if you're online, if you have an e-commerce business, it doesn't matter. This all still applies to you. I will be using a lot of home service examples because that's where we started. Everything we have is because I decided to buy a squeegee 20 years ago. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> and uh, But we've built and exited companies in multiple industries since then. But anyway, let, let's dig into it. So Dream 100, let's start right at the top of my notes here. Dream 100 is something that's commonly talked about inside the internet marketing space. Uh, but you need to have this in place as fast as possible, even if you have a local business. Dream 100 is a super simple concept. It's the idea that you need to build strategic relationships with influential people. Who in your market would it be a big deal for you if they knew you and liked you and trusted you? Think about it. Start visualizing it even as I talk. Or imagine it, imagine it like this. Imagine I had a button and I hit the button. And in a moment, in an instant, the most hundred influential people in your industry or niche or in your locality, not only did they know you, they liked you. 
and they trusted you. How much money would that produce for you in the long run? Think of it like a 10 year time horizon, okay? Because you know we're gonna talk about front end back end in a minute, but let me use BNI as an example. Business Networking International has been around forever. I don't know when it started, probably in the 70s or 60s. It goes back a long time. Small business owners love to complain about BNI. They love to complain about BNI. And there's very rarely like justification for it in my opinion. When people join a BNI group, they have the wrong frame that they join the group with. And the frame they have is how can I get referrals? I want to take, 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 gimme, 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 me, 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 me. And they're inadvertently screwing themselves over from being really successful. You see the people that crush it in business in general, whether it's in BNI or not, they show up ready to add value, ready to give, ready to serve you, right? So you got to play the long game with this stuff, which leads to the second point called Giftology. I interviewed a guy in my podcast years ago named John Rulin. After I interviewed him, I went to get the mail at our house. I don't even know how he got our address, to be honest. Uh, and we had $500 worth of high-end Cutco knives sent to us from him. And I was like blown away. But here's the really interesting part. The, and let me turn this off and ask you, Ashley. Do you remember how beautiful these knives were? I use them every day. They're yeah. so beautiful. I love them. And um, I'm a Cutco person now. And I'm a John Rulin fan for sure. Forever. Woo, woo. Yeah, he has a book called Giftology and a company. And they do strategic gift giving. But here's the point I don't want you to miss. The knives had a logo on them on every single blade, but it was the logo of my company, Send Jim, which is a software business that we have that does direct mail. And and it didn't have giftology on the knives. You know, think about how small businesses they put their logo on a coffee cup and give it to their customers like they're really doing them a favor, right? <laughs> Where they have pens or like, you know, fidget spinner pop sockets and it has your logo on it. Not that that's intrinsically bad. All I'm saying is there's another layer of nuanced asymmetrical thinking that can make you way more money, but it all starts with getting organized on a dream 100 list. So create a spreadsheet, create a spreadsheet that says, this is the name of the person I need to know. I want a relationship. I don't need to take from them right now. I need to know them. I need them to know me. Here's their phone number. Here's their uh, website. Here's their physical mailing address. Here's their Facebook profile, their Instagram profile, their TikTok username. Here's their LinkedIn profile. Here's their gatekeeper's name, their executive assistant's name. Wow. Here's the name of their dog. Here's a, You need to collect data on these people so you can build a relationship with them, which is insane. Another thing is the non-competing service business owners, right? So I'll circle this down here. Non-competing service business owners should be part of your Dream 100 strategy. So if you're a lawn care company, who else in your town has a business that is selling stuff to the same customers that you want, but they don't compete with you. I'm not talking about another competing lawn care company. I'm talking about the carpet cleaning company, right? Or the landscaping company. Maybe they don't do lawn care, right? Every industry has non-competing service providers. Ashley and I uh, created a book, which I'll tell you about in a minute, called The Kid War Plan. It's a journal that teaches entrepreneurship to kids. And uh, there's all these mommy bloggers and homeschool websites and all these things. And we have a Dream 100 list of all these people. And am I trying to get money from them right now? No. Am I trying to send them free books and ask how I can add value and try to learn where they need help and expertise and experience so I can consult for free or I can do something to build a relationship by leading with value first? You bet your butt that's what I'm doing. That's how I have always done what I do. In fact, I'll give you an example. Uh, my first Lambo, the first Lambo, my first Lambo was not a Lamborghini. Sorry to disappoint. Um, <laughs> it was actually when I met Chris Lamborghinis. And when I was going to launch my software company, Send Jim, 
no one knew who I was. They certainly weren't going to care about some software thing I made. So I knew I needed to have an influential person in this little niche to help launch me. Now, I didn't call Chris out of the blue and say, hey, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? What I did was I called, I messaged Chris out of the blue. He didn't know me. I said, my name's Josh. I built a software that does really unique personalized direct mail. I want to fly to New Jersey. And for free, I'm going to send out thousands of postcards to your customers. You can decide what they look like, but I'm going to drive around and take pictures of a thousand houses and send them each a card that has a picture of their own house on the card. Your response rates will be really high. And I'm just going to do everything. You don't have to do anything. I just want your permission to come there next week and do that for you. Would that be fair enough? And he said, of course, that'd be fair enough. That's freaking awesome. I went out there. I got a rental car. I drove around with my phone with our Send Gym app. And I took these pictures. I sent them out. He booked over $20,000 worth of work from that mailing. And that's how we started our relationship. Long before I asked him for anything, I led with value first. That's what Dream Hunt 100 is all about. That's what Giftology is all about. And look at this little, this little bullseye target over here. Okay, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. A lot of people that are watching this training or the ones that aren't watching this training, you're, you're aiming at nothing on accident. You're not doing it on purpose. It's not your fault. You're overwhelmed, you're overworked, you're underpaid, there's employee issues, there's economic stuff, but I want you to stop for two seconds and think about this. Why does this list not exist for you right now? How is this not already a thing for you? And if it is, if you have this, then congratulations to you because 90 plus percent of people don't have it. But what if you did? What would it feel like to have this list organized and to and start building these relationships? Would that be sick? Think of it over a one, a five, a 10-year time horizon. It'd be insane. People uh, that do business coaching and teaching, they talk about customer acquisition cost all the time. It's just a common buzzword, right? What's your CAC? How many dollars does it cost you to acquire a brand new shiny customer? You did a Facebook ad, you spent a hundred bucks, you got a customer. So your CAC is a hundred bucks. You did some direct mail, you did some whatever. Uh, CAC is like, everyone knows what that is. But you know what I never hear people teach? What about EAC? <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue, but it's, it's more powerful than CAC. How come no one talks about influencer acquisition costs? How many dollars is it worth to you to establish a relationship with what is essentially going to be a doorway to hundreds of customers for you over the next 10 years, right? If you spend $100 to get one brand new shiny customers, why aren't we sponsoring the golf outing, being more strategic, sending messages, buying people lunch, adding value, referring work to whatever it takes to get in the room and build relationships with these people? Why would we not do that? We have to do it. Folk, my challenge to you to think strategically and asymmetrically is to think about influencer acquisition costs, not just customer acquisition costs. And you're going to actually talk about this a little bit later with whale fishing um, because that was a big thing for you, right? Yeah, well, whale fishing is going to be a separate section of this. I'll play a video from a training I did years ago that shows the exact actual process, the way I submitted the proposal and the strategy my partner Chris Phillips and I used to land a single account worth over a million dollars from General Motors. Uh, it's one of the favorite things that people like to learn in terms of tactical goodness. But it really comes down to Dream 100. It was getting organized and going fishing for the right types of fish, using the right types of bait. And we will get into that. So let's recap. You got your Dream 100 strategy. You're going to focus on the giftology mindset, which is make it about them, not about you. You're the, you're the giver, not the taker, right? Uh, you're going to data mine their name, their gatekeeper's name, their address, their phone number. You just put it in a spreadsheet. Super simple. Like you can do this like today. You can do it right now. Imagine what it's going to feel like when this is completely done and in motion for you. Uh, we talked about my first Lambo, which is me meeting Chris Lambertini's leading with value and that launch a software business, Send Gem, that's done well over $10 million because of 
one strategic relationship, right? And then we go to Jab Russell. So Jab Russell, what is that? Gary Vaynerchuk has a book called Jab, Jab, Right Hook. Or maybe it's Jab, 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 Right Hook. I'm not sure. I haven't read the book. But the premise of the book is that you give, 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 then take. That's what we've been talking about here today, right? And even better would be to give, 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 big take, right? And you won't even have to ask for the take because it will just loop back around and smack you in the face. You'll be blessed beyond your wildest dreams. So this happened to us recently. So this Kid War Plan journal that teaches kids entrepreneurship, we launched a funnel. We built a product. It was our first e-commerce business. Never sold a physical product on the internet like e-com uh, until less than a year ago, right? So my kids helped us. We designed it. It's this handmade journal that teaches entrepreneurship to kids. It's an incredible freaking product. You can watch, go look at it at kidwarplan.com. And there's other lessons there that I'm going to be teaching on why this was so successful uh, because we're going to smash past a million dollars our first year having no experience with e-commerce at all. Uh, but there's reasons why. But check this out. Russell Brunson, the founder of ClickFunnels, sent me a message. He voxed me. And he's like, Josh, how did I not know about this? This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I, I, I want to buy 1,100 of them. I was pretty excited, right? Because it was Russell freaking Brunson and he wanted to buy it. And, and, but here's the thing. I intentionally did not say, hey, Russell, look at this thing. I knew that Russell would like the kid war plan, right? He's got five kids. He's a family guy. It's like totally in alignment with his values. Guy. He's a book guy. He's obsessed with books. I did not try to cash in any relationship capital, right? I would rather just give and refer people to him, continue to pay him for the next 10 years because good things will automatically happen later and I can delay the gratification, right? So we never asked Russell to, we, we never took from Russell. We just asked, asked, asked. And then um, then he asked, he asked this us is, this actually. Is, yeah, we didn't even do the jab yet. That's right. <laughs> we did jab, whatever, jab, right jab, hook. Jab, jab, right hook. We haven't even done our right hook yet. Yeah, and that's that's a weird analogy because I don't think you have to do a right hook. I think that when you're organized with relationships and you have no ulterior motive, if you're just there to serve and give, uh, you can't fail in the long run. And a big enough time horizon, it's impossible. It literally is impossible. Uh, okay, so to put my notes back up here, front end, back end. You know, this is really, I've already mentioned it, but it's a marshmallow experiment. It's how long can you delay gratification to get what you want? The longer you can wait, the bigger the outcome for you. Period, end of story. Decades ago, they did a study called the marshmallow experiment. They gave kids a marshmallow. They said, you can eat it if you want, or if you don't eat it and you wait 15 minutes, I'll be back, I'll come back. If you just wait, and they sat the marshmallow like right in front of the kid, right? These five-year-olds who are like, oh my God, like Bart Simpson hands. Like, I can't not touch it. And then when they come back, if they didn't eat it, they give them two marshmallows. So you, you get double the marshmallows just for being patient, right? Business works the same way. You get a bigger outcome if you just wait. If you pour into the relationship tank, you don't need to take a withdrawal. Just deposit and deposit and deposit. Um, by the way, they followed those kids from the experiment decades later, and all the successful ones are the ones that delayed gratification because it's a huge indicator of success. When my first company was doing 100 grand a month, I was still paying myself like 500 bucks a week. And the reason why is because we were reinvesting, reinvesting, reinvesting. We could have paid ourselves way more than that, obviously, even with the kid war plan, right? We did $100,000 selling this book, right? The second month that I turned ads on to people that didn't even know who we were. But what did we do? I put it into ordering double the amount of books for the next month and then double again and then double again to build up inventory because the big, big win is going to happen when we're doing a million a month and we're stable, right? So I won't, I won't get into that, um, but there's three things you need to have to be successful with anything. 
Maybe you've heard this, maybe you haven't. Uh, it's a mind bomb. Ready? First thing you got to have is the right mindsets. Second thing you got to have is the right skill sets. And we're going to talk about both of these inside recession marketing. But Dream 100 and the Joint Venture Riches is all about strategic partnerships. And I'm going to give you ideas in the next video on exactly what to do with some of these relationships. And you're going to learn things you've never even thought of that are so simple. Um, it's, it's going to be awesome. So the last thing, though, is network, right? You need a strong network. All high achievers, they have abnormally positive and different and expanded mindsets. They have deep mastery over a set of tools or skills that they've figured out and they have a deep network. Network is, is like, it's, it's such a big deal, but you got to go out there. And Ashley, the best way to get friends is by what? To be friendly. <laughs> be friendly. Last thing on my list was staff. And the purpose of that was you can joint venture with your employees. You can get them to sell your stuff for you. There's things that can be done to make it not weird. Uh, in my service company, it was weird at first because I was trying to teach my technicians how to become salespeople. And they just weren't good at it. They didn't like it. Like they liked their job less because I kept you know, <laughs> nagging them about it and they weren't necessarily good at it and it was weird for the customer. I made one tiny asymmetrical nuanced change that totally made it work. Here's what it was. I got my staff to become professional recommenders instead of salespeople. That's it. I said, you're like a doctor who's diagnosing a patient. You're not a salesperson. You're wearing the white lab coat. And if you notice one of our customers actually authentically needs one of the services we, we do, but they didn't hire us for it when you're there, then you need to say one script to them. It's very simple. Hey, Mrs. Homeowner, I noticed blank. I recommend blank. That's it. That's all they would do. So we'd drill that once a week on Wednesdays and we'd say, hey, I noticed that there's a lot of mildew on your back patio. Um, you know, I'd recommend you get that cleaned. I don't know if you're just going to do it yourself. If you want us to, I can connect you with the right people. I would just feel terrible if I didn't at least say something. That was it. That was it. That one, that one sentence that we practice once a week and I reframed them not as a salesperson, but as a professional recommender who almost like a skilled tradesman who takes pride in their work. Right. And it's like irresponsible to not let the people know that they have a tumor growing on the side of the head or mildew on their back porch. Make your staff professional recommenders, gamify it for them, pay them make it fun uh, as a tactical tip. I keep so excited for the next video called Swaps. And before we go though, I wanna, I wanna do something a little crazy. I want you to go to watchjoshpitch.com. There's a couple of reasons that I'm doing this. Number one, there's a lesson embedded in the actual sales pitch that I'm gonna do. And number two, you can be entered to win almost $10,000 worth of done for you video marketing from Warplan Studios, which is one of the companies I own. It's a sick video production studio in Dallas, Texas. So go to watch joshpitch.com and explains how it works you're going to watch an actual sales pitch and it's going to teach you all kinds of cool stuff and i can't wait to see you in the next video called swaps we'll see you then bye